Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Sunday Night with Speed City. This is John Massengale sitting in the studio with my friends Jonathan Green and Les Kaiser. How are you, gentlemen? All right. Doing great. Doing great. And uh, we are joined by... We, we needed some help on our MotoGP we so, just needed help. So we <laughs> so we called a Trans Am driver. Of course. And naturally. Because that's who you think of. And uh, Adam Andretti is with us over Zoom. You mean we called our co-commentator. Well, that's true, Jonathan. Oh, Greens- Adam, how are you, buddy? I'm fantastic, John. Thank you. And uh, thanks for having me on the show. It's uh, happy to be back. Ah, fantastic to have you. Well, let me go down what we got on the show tonight because Adam is going to help us through all of this. We're going to talk about IndyCar was at Gateway last night. That was very awesome, especially the finish. We'll talk all about that. Oh, Has yeah. it finished, though? Yeah. I mean, Two and a half. is it still raining? <laughs> yeah. You, I'm glad I texted you because I didn't know that it had restarted, and you said, dude, it's already going. John texted me, going, oh, the Cowboys are on. I was like, well, um, so is Indy. So is Indy. I said, crap, I thought they didn't. That's supposed to finish at six. I'm out of Cowboys. Uh, we're going to talk MotoGP like we talked about. We're going to talk a little NASCAR tonight, which we don't do a lot of for whatever reason. There's just too many things. But uh, Kimi Raikkonen and Daniel Kvyat, another F1. Leave me alone. I've got this. So It's a stock car. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. And there's some interesting things that have happened at Coda. Very, actually, really exciting stuff that happened at Coda we're yep. going to talk about. And then we're going to talk some Formula One stories because we're going to talk about the new power unit that they're talking about for 2026. And I will tell you, I'll give you a hint to my feelings on it. I'm worried after what I've read. Mm. I'm not happy and I'm worried about what I've read about the power unit. Which which one are you driving? Uh, Are you just worried for the sport? I'm worried for the sport. I'm worried for... They did not keep their promise to me after what they told me a couple Uh, of years ago. Dear John. Yeah, exactly. What did they promise you? They promised me emotive and what they've given me, at least from what I've read, does not sound very emotive to me. So, Give me uh, some noise. Well, no, yeah, noise is good, but we'll talk all about it because there's more than just noise and emotive. So. Okay, then. We are going to start with IndyCar. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, crazy because of the rain delays and all that. But it finished up, I don't know what time last night, about 8.30, 9 o'clock? Yeah, about 9, like yeah. So it was... Oh, but, uh, yeah, Jonathan, what did you think, man? I, I thought it was good. I was amazed that they, they waited as long as they did, but that's kind of IndyCar's way, isn't it? And uh, They've got the crowd in there. They, they, they have come back on a Monday before now when it's almost impossible to put on, but they, they stayed. They had two hours. I, as a broadcaster, I love it because you really do get some insight because you get to talk to all the drivers uh, and you see how they're, you know, hanging out, who hangs out with who. I was interested to see who, you know, who's Rossi's friends are versus, you know, Pagano's <laughs> mates or whatever it might be. Um, but, no, all in all, very very good, and the cream rises to the top at the right time. This is the closest championship uh, almost in the history of Indy, if not uh, the closest. Seven guys going into yesterday's race, all capable of winning the title, and it's certainly far from over, but Newgarden was a class above everybody. Hey, there is somebody tied for a record. Now, I don't know. Maybe Adam knows more Scott details. Scott all power. I tell you, a uh, number of times on pole. Power. There yeah. you go. Yeah. AJ Hi, Mario, what's his name? <laughs> What's his name? I, Adam, do you recall how, his name? How, how very dare you? Out of the studio. Very well. Recall very, very well. And uh, no, he's, uh, you know, it's it's a great era for IndyCar. Um, it, it shows because it was those the records that are being broken were held by the greats like like Mario and, and AJ Foyt and 
um, you know, with, with these, you know, this is the next cycle of great mm, drivers, yeah. you know, with, with Scott Dixon and Will Power. And, and these are, these are legends of IndyCar, make no mistake about it. And, uh, you know, it, it, it also shows the international flavor of it all and how it continues to be such. And, um, you know, it's like my uncle Mario has always said it best when, when they talk about American and, and Formula One is, he said this because nowhere else in the world has viable racing championship like America has with IndyCar. Mm. It's such a great championship to be a part of. And you look at the Formula One guys that come over here, uh, like uh, Romain Grosjean, for example, and how vocal he's been about how happy he is in IndyCar. So uh, I just think it speaks volumes to what they're doing over there to, you know, uh, the captain and, and how when he's taken the helm of the ship and uh, couldn't have been done by a better person. I think uh, the sport is reaping the benefits of it. And I think the best are yet to come. You know, I'm totally with you on that. I, I'm jazzed by seeing all these legend names come back and, you know, we're seeing somebody that we're comparing to those names legitimately by the numbers. Mm. And, well, and I love that. Well, speaking of the next generation, we got some clips from IndyCar and let's start with the winner, Joseph Newgarden. Great night. This is a very big night. You got to win. You got to win these races when you're in position to do it. And I wanted to close that one out really badly, really, really badly. And so I was uh, elated, elated that we were able to get that going. And I had the opportunity on the restart. You know, I'm thankful to my teammate. I thought, I thought Scott drove me with a tremendous amount of respect. He raced me hard. You know, he didn't, he wasn't giving me anything, but he, he just gave me a lot of respect. Um, Chevy, I think can't talk enough about team Chevy. I thought, I thought we had the engine to beat tonight. No doubt. We had great fuel mileage, reliability, power, all the things that we always want. Um, I was pleasantly surprised and, uh, very, very satisfied with my car tonight. I thought it was, you know, hooked up to tremendously once we got about midway through the race, you know, it was a bit, it was a bit processional in the first half. Cause we, we, every, literally every car just went to fuel safe. It was like everyone wanted to try and make the three-stop work, and I was surprised at how many people committed. It just seemed like the whole field flipped to it. So there wasn't a lot happening then, um, but as soon as you know that, that caution, uh, when was it, 150, 155, something like that, when it provided that opportunity you know, to pit again, it, it changed things up, you know, and it put people on, on, on different strategies, and that made it really exciting. And I thought that our car was able to maximize that strategy opportunity. And so I'm real thankful for my team for picking that out. You know, you can't win this race without nailing calls like that and, and being good in the pits. Um, you know, there's a moment I thought it was slipping away from us too, but I think ultimately they made the right calls and did, did everything right, and we, we were able to close it out. Yeah, it got a little bit processional there when they were all on that fuel-saving strategy. Mm -hmm. It definitely was like, all right, come on, boys. But after, after the, uh, the little break they took, it was freaking awesome. But let's hear the next... Uh, we got the next two guys. We got David Malukas. That was great story. That was so much fun. Oh, yeah. but, but let's hear yeah. from uh, let's hear from Malukas now. Yeah. So uh, Pancho came on the on the radio, and he's he was telling me to set him up. Set him up. Yep. Yes. You're, yeah. Yes. Yeah. My spotter. Yeah. And I was I was trying trying so hard, but uh, you know they they know how to how to do this. They were he's blocking my line and stuff. I was like, man, this is so hard. Um, but uh, but Pancho said try the try you know try going wide and in, in, uh, in one and two three and four one and two didn't really work, but. You know they they sweeped it and it, it felt really good and I just said you know what's two two to go let's try it and it just it, it worked very well you know I had that bit of a clean air on the, on the front right wing and I was able to to get a run um, but because the track was just so much quicker with uh, with it being so much later I ended up just hitting limiter in sixth gear and I couldn't get any more of like a a toe or a suck on him so then we had to go like two wide and one and two and uh, it was a little bit scary going wide there I was definitely getting some some loose loose ends but. Um, Overall, yeah, it was just it was so happy that we managed to go back out because we knew from practice yesterday the cooler the track got, the better our car ended up being compared to the others around us. So we knew we had a good car going into it. I knew I had a chance. Yeah, that move was fantastic, mm. and I want to I want to get y'all's feedback on that. But I want to I want to play Scott McLaughlin because he was the guy that got passed. So let's <laughs> let's, hear, let's hear let's hear from McLaughlin. Oops, yeah, but full jandle. <laughs> I think our car was very good. You know, in that afternoon, uh, afternoon, late evening, uh, when the sun was still out. Once the sun went away, uh, I lost my balance a little bit just in that last stint. Just didn't quite have, you know, what, you know, Joseph and, and for sure David had. David was really strong. He was coming at us really hard. But, um, you know, obviously me and Joseph pulled away there. 
but I sort of knew I didn't have much. Um, you know, midway through that stint, then it started building loose, which was making it very hard to get runs off, similar to what I had in the in the daylight. Um, and then, that, yeah, that second last lap, just I got a little bit loose. I three four. Dave got a good run. I could see what he was doing, trying to set it up, but I couldn't really get out out wide just because the confidence I had in the rear of the car. Um, but he did a phenomenal job, and and uh, he's been doing an amazing job all year. And um, you know, I'm yeah. First podium, IndyCar's pretty hard to come by, especially on a short oval when he's done a really good job. All right, there's one more clip that I want to play before I get just feedback because they had McLaughlin and Malukas on the stage. This is the post-race press conference at the same time, and they were hilarious together. Let's let's hear from those guys. <laughs> Through the race, I, I was doing the Highline, but it was that last stint. I didn't do the Highline till till two to go. Well, I mean, like with McLaughlin um, at the end with the tires being starting to – Glocklin, Glocklin, sorry, <laughs> put me under pressure, man. Um, yeah, so where was I at? Yeah, so with the the, the last stint, with when the tires were getting old, uh, that's when I wasn't really doing the high line because I didn't think it would be able to hold, which uh, is my mistake because the Dale Quinn racing car was very good and it it handled it with the breeze. So you get up there and now you're sailing. Are you like, damn it, why did I wait so long? Yeah, exactly. So I I did that and then. Uh, Poncho is like, okay, go get him. It's last lap. I'm like, that's two corners. Like, he's too far. I, I was, so yeah, no, it was a bit unfortunate. I, I did it so late, but um, I guess you know, rookie, rookie season, rookie stuff, and I'm gonna put it in the in the back of my brain and remember it for next time. Do you think if you'd had one more lap, you could have gotten Joseph? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It's tough. You know, he had the lap traffic. That's the only reason why I could really get to to McLaughlin and uh, and New Garden. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it almost feels better than getting second. So, um, but yeah, I, maybe maybe a bit of a chance. Definitely, probably would have done some some stupid thing to to try to get really close to him. But I don't know. They, it's it's not like they weren't slow. I mean, they were really quick, and uh, it would have been interesting. If you're just listening on the radio, not on YouTube, uh, he got a fist bump from McLaughlin just for pronouncing <laughs> his, his name, name right. Yeah, I, I have to say, I really like the mix that we've got in IndyCar now. And I mean, when I say that mix, we started talking about Mario Andretti. I, and I think Mario would would be the first to say, what an, what an environment of really good, talented youth oh. and experience. You've got the Scott Dixons that absolutely are worthy to be talked about in the same breath as AJ and Mario and then and has and power and to a certain extent um you know new garden yeah. um these guys are really really good but so too are these likes of uh, of malukas we've hardly you know we've been talking about american drivers how many times have we talked about malukas not very often and yeah. yet he's a great character he really did in my mind come to come come of age yesterday it was a great run and he's fun he he's, sings he's very yeah he was singing <laughs> he was singing he does have a very interesting personality if you watch this whole press conference he was he was very unusual he's just a, a, a funny guy i, 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 I gotta to ask say. i got ask adam i gotta ask this i don't know if you know but he was singing um what was he singing oh you spin me yeah right yeah, yeah. right because they were just there doing circles and they were like on caution and he starts singing yeah. and they were like um are you bored <laughs> and he's like no 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 he goes well they were like well stop pushing and they were like oh he goes okay do you ever, do you ever, you know, get bored? Do you ever sing? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I don't have that. I don't have that going on uh, in there. I uh, <clears throat> sometimes you can find like a rhythm of a song that that kind of fits where you're at in a race or a certain racetrack, and you kind of get that tune in your head, if you will. But uh, no, nothing to that extent to where I actually was like. Um, and I like to save my team from my singing voice. <laughs> yeah, I can. That, I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's the way to go. But uh, they don't no, want to be the four-dimensional man, team, do they? No, no, uh, no. This this uh, this young man, uh, he, David Malukas, he's he's poised to win a race here very soon, and uh, he's another future star. Dale Coyne always has a, a knack for finding that talent mm. and uh, fostering that talent. You know, he gave Justin Wilson his first win in IndyCar and. You know, the, these these are things that you find in, in, a, in a man like Dale Coyne and the opportunities that he gives. And, uh, I, you know, a lot of times they, he's been given a bad rep over the years, but uh, he's fostered a lot of great talent in IndyCar. So you got to gotta tip your hat off to a man like Dale Coyne for that. And and David Malukas is, is yet just another one on that hit. And uh, uh, Joseph Newgard, my goodness, can you, uh, that, that guy's like unstoppable at Gateway. I believe that was three or four in a row there for him. And, 
he is uh he's the absolute man when it comes to those short ovals in in particular but gateway he just has a, a special absolute knack for so he, he's just really really special around there from a lucas to really kind of put the shivers in him at the end and to, to think that he was maybe another you know a mile and a half two miles away from winning that if they had that extra time uh that's a big deal for that little team you know that is a david versus goliath story 100 percent. yeah the other one I want to talk about, we just were watching him, Scott McLaughlin. I mean, it's as though he's one of the senior members of the indie fraternity. I, I said to myself when Jimmy Johnson and he were doing the rookie tests um, because they'd yeah. never done indie um, and the usual thing got thrown at Scott, which is, well, he's going to struggle on the ovals. Well, he doesn't struggle on the ovals. And he is, it's as though he's been there 10 years. I'm, I'm just, I've always been a fan of Scotty, but I mean, he is in the groove. Uh, it's really amazing how well he has done. You realize that he's in sixth place. He could win the title. Mathematically, yeah. he he could. There's two races, right? And there's a 50 point. Yeah, he could mathematically win the title. So I believe he was the one that was saying that where most of his oval experience came from was I racing before I he race, got into I racing, exactly and, right. That that's that really served to prep him for these different ovals and uh, gosh, IndyCar IndyCar on short ovals are, is just fun to watch. Yeah, I know. I really I was coming in this weekend. I was like, am I gonna? I don't know if I'm gonna be excited about the short oval. And I was thinking, wait, I have seen the short ovals and they just looked good. And I mean, this race was especially anything the last shorter after. than that though doesn't excite me. I don't like Richmond. I don't like yeah. You know, when yeah. I'm, I'm talking about yeah. NASCAR now, yeah. but you know, well, the really really short ovals. I think it's hard for Stock and Indy to go there. Da- Dallas is, is again, very short. Um, I, but this one I, I quite like for that same reason. But I love the big ones, obviously. Yeah. Super, yeah. super speedways are great. All right, gentlemen, let's move on to MotoGP. Oh, yes. At the Red Bull Ring. Oh. Adam, you're up. Yeah, Adam. Uh, first of all, let's talk. we're going to talk all about the American driver riders in uh, Moto2. But let's talk about the race. Adam, what do you think overall? You know, overall, uh, Pecco made it kind of boring. Um, yes, but I do think I do think that that Fabio delivered the pass of the season. Yeah. Uh, overall, the 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 move he did on Jack Miller and the chicane there and Lovely. to be, uh, oh, it was it was absolutely spectacular the way because he the way he had to take advantage of the Ducati when he's on the Yamaha. It was, it was more than just a pass and a risky move. When you look at the grand picture of things and where he has to make a move on a factory Ducati with the with the Achilles heel that is the straight line speed of the Yamaha, uh, he's riding absolutely out of his skin. And and it's really reminiscent of Mark Marquez in the Honda days when no one could hop on a Honda and go fast, but Mark Marquez could go win world yeah. championships on it yeah. with ease. And we're kind of seeing the same thing out of Fabio Quartararo. Uh, you know, I don't think he's doing it with ease by any means. You could see how war he was by the by the end of that deal. As as he said it was like twenty seven qualifying laps out there for him but uh he is doing something on that yamaha that nobody else that hiking their leg over it right now is even close to replicating and and how i mean is do you see potentially this ducati era when you know you look at qualifying and literally the top five bikes are ducatis and i know they've got you know safety numbers as it were and good talent on each of them um but do are we start are we beginning to see just like yamaha had an era and honda seem to perennially have an era uh, of dominance. Are we going to see this now with the caddy? Yeah, you know, you just may. Uh, they're, they're definitely on a hot streak. They collect a lot of data on a weekend. You know, when you have mm-hmm. that many bikes on the racetrack, you are getting a lot of data back to the factory and brilliant engineers uh, pour through that data. And, and uh, you know, that's why I kind of, I expected them to come back from the summer break just as strong as they were. Well, especially, you know, the, it goes to two, uh, pretty strong Ducati tracks as well, you know, with Silverstone and 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 Austria. It's uh, these are places where the horsepower, the grunt of a Ducati and and a Ducati. Not only we talk about straight line speed all the time, but it is the most stable of the bikes under braking. Uh, when mm-hmm. they when you put it under those hard straight line braking scenarios, and that's where we saw poor Alicia Spargo struggle all weekend yeah. long yeah. was on that Aprilia, just straight line braking. It's the one Achilles heel that he said. That's why. He struggled there in, in Coda at, at our home Grand Prix for us. And, uh, you know, we witnessed that. He was my pick for, for the Grand Prix of the Americas at Circuit of the Americas. And uh, and huh. it just, uh, he, it just the Achilles heel, the Aprilia didn't fit the crack. And, and uh, unfortunately, the Red Bull ring, it was the exact same case for him. Mm. 
Did you see that Alonzo was at the race? Yes, I did. And, 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 and I have to say, and, and Adam, I mean, Adam's living proof of it, you know, racing drivers at whatever level they are, um, they all look at MotoGP in complete and utter awe. Yeah. Uh, and that goes for Michael Schumacher, Adam Andretti, you, anybody you want to mention, and of course, Alonzo. They love it. Lewis Hamilton. Um, you know, they've all had a go. And I think the sheer sort of what I would call the fact that there's so much more human input into a, mm -hmm. a motorcycle using their body, their legs, their ass, everything you want to talk about. Um, I think that's, I don't know, Adam, would you agree? That's what kind of gets you fired up about watching those guys. Absolutely. Uh, no matter what it's like, I don't even think like in my mind with, with where MotoGP is at with the era of bikes with the, I don't like the arrow that's going on and now we're starting to find an arrow problem when, when you're in traffic and overheating the front tire and, and so I don't think this is the best era as far as that goes for, for the bikes. It's the closest and most competitive, but it, it doesn't matter with that, with the motorcycle racing for a true fan. I don't think because of what you just said, Johnny Green is, is you get to see how much effort these riders put in and it is ultimate risk versus reward. Mm, like, yeah. you know, when things go wrong on a motorcycle, they go wrong in a big way. I remember we were in the paddock last year for MotoGP at Coda and, uh, you know, Kevin Schwantz was sitting there talking to mm. Valentino Rossi and Valentino pulls down his shorts to show his hip and we had a hematoma and he goes, or hematoma, and he goes, you know, at 23, not so bad. At 43, that's a big deal. <laughs> and, uh, and, and and you get to realize what a, what a great risk it is for these guys that, because I don't even remember Valentino taking that big of a crash. He just had one low side. One, yeah. But, you know, it just shows you that even the, the slightest little hits that those guys take are huge. Oh, yeah. And then you look at, like, the big high side that Aleish had at, at Silverstone and mm. the fact that he ha hopped on and, and rode. Uh, the rest of the weekend, you know, and, and rode a, such a courageous race and was here this week at, at, at the Red Bull ring, barely even limping anymore. Uh, you see Pedro Acosta and, and, and mm. Moto2 with the crushed femur for crying out loud. Mm. Uh, these guys are on another level. And, and I think that's what draws us racers to it as, as, as car racers. Right. Uh, you know, I remember Adrian Newey telling me once because he was Mario's engineer, he goes, you know, your, your uncle was the last tough racer I worked with. He goes, these guys nowadays, they get a hangnail and they got to go see their physio <laughs> and they got to you know, go see a, a, a psychologist on it. And, and it, it's a really big deal, but he goes, you know, your, your uncle, you know, broke his ribs at, at Milwaukee and a week later sat on the pole and won the race at mid Ohio, probably the most physical race we go to. And uh, you know, so I think that kind of draws us to it. it. It gives us that fable of what a car racer used to be like. Uh, motorcycle races are still that brave. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember the the story of Jorge Lorenzo at Assen. Uh, broke. He was fighting for the championship, and he broke his uh, wrist or shoulder. I can't remember what it was, but he flew back to Barcelona on, on the Saturday night after qualifying. Got it. Mm -hmm. got, got it installed and came back and got major points. I think he was like just off the podium. Uh, major. He, yeah, major. he was. Yeah, like fourth or fifth, yeah. and it was a shoulder, I believe. It was a, it was a shoulder, wasn't it? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You know, they have what, – what amazes me is they have the mental side and the touch that you the feel get, that you yep. that you think of in, like, Formula One, right? The mm. highest level of where, you know, it's down to hundred thousandths of a second. But they're doing that all while they're manipulating their body mm. all over the bike. Mm -hmm. and, and, like Adam said – putting their life at risk all at the same time. It's amazing. It, it really, truly is. I mean, you know, if, if you ever watch any of the documentaries on MotoGP, go to Netflix, go to Prime, whatever whatever your go-to is, and watch some of the, the, the docos on, um, you know, on MotoGP because they really give you a real insight of just about how special these guys are. I was just looking at the results and a couple of, uh, a couple of stats they were talking about that I wrote down, like, um, Peko Bagnaya was second Ducati dry rider ever to win three in a row. Stoner was the other one. Yep. Casey Stoner. Casey Stoner. Yeah. And, um, which is rarefied air, I may add. <laughs> yeah. And Ducati's leading the championship uh, pretty good, right? I don't have those up. I do on another tab here. I think, um, well, Quattro is ahead still with 200 points ahead of Aspargo, but. Um, but Ducati, both Bagnaya and Zarco are third and fourth, so they still are leading the championship from a constructor's championship. But 
But you, you, um, know, you know, I don't what about Quattro's race today, though. Really good, yeah. really impressive. And and as what Adam said at the beginning, yeah. yeah, I mean, he that over that overtake, I agree, was one of the best I've seen in a long time. And he, you know, he was using the Yamaha. It, 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 and anybody who's done any form of motorsport would agree with this. When you don't have the ultimate machine, you've got to use it where you can. So you know, he was ta- over doing overtakes where he could because if was, if at least if you can get me, you heard the commentators saying, "Well, they're going to catch him on the straights," and he knew that. So he had to break there and then so that they wouldn't catch him and wouldn't slipstream past him. Uh, and I, I just loved all that. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. I always love how when they start talking about how they change their own style to match the bike a yeah. bit. I mean, because yeah. that, that's not easy. I mean, no. doing it in cars and bicycles, I can't imagine doing that on a motorcycle at that 10 tenths. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to switch gears and talk a little Formula One in different ways. We're going to talk about the engine specs that are coming for 26. We're going to talk about the exciting news at Circuit of the Americas all after this. You listen to Speed City back after this break. Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky, the source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing, windingroadracing.com. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, this is Jeff Gordon, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, before we move on to Formula 1, we got to talk Moto2. we got three Americans in mm-hmm. Moto2, and what... So currently in this standing, Joe Roberts fifth, and Cameron Bobier is seventeenth, and Sean Kelly twenty ninth. But uh, Sean Dylan Kelly's just starting out. The other two obviously have yeah. got. Have, have, well, Roberts has been around for a while, um, and Bobier over here has been for around for a Moto while, American. but he's learning Moto two. So actually, the, that actually kind of those positions kind of show their experience, and and they're they're absolutely on in my mind, are on track for where they need to be to get to where they want to be, which is MotoGP, uh, and representing at the, at the Schwantz and, uh, you know, rainy level. Adam, you were talking during the break 
how Moto, the Moto2 riders just kind of cooled off after the break, after the summer break. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the Americans did. I, I, was, I was looking for them to come back because they really went into the summer break with some momentum. And uh, I was looking for them to come right back out of it with that same kind of momentum, and they just didn't hit the stride. And, you know, we see – I've been seeing this kind of pattern in Moto2. You know, uh, Ital Trans was, was it, you know, where you see our American Joe Roberts, uh, you know, where he's racing and now. And, and they, they were the team to beat with Anaya Bastianini on there, and, and then Anaya moved on to MotoGP. Joe took in that seat. Uh, they really struggled last year in 2021. They started again and sound like they were ca- looked like they were catching their stride. And uh, they get back from the summer break and they've been struggling these last two weekends. I think he managed a 13th place today. Uh, Joe did with Cameron Bobier right behind him in 14th. But uh, the, yeah, I was I've been really surprised by that. Sean Dylan Kelly to echo what Johnny was saying is uh, he's right on target when you when you talk to to Hopper. He he says just that you know like. Uh, He's doing exactly the program we need him to be on. Uh, he shows some speed in areas, and uh, like he showed some speed throughout the weekend at Silverstone and um, just before the break. And and so he he does have these glimmers that they that they love seeing. And uh, but yeah, I was I was really kind of uh, bummed out to see that they didn't have a better showing. I was especially like uh, like we were discussing earlier, especially waiting to see uh, that that Joe Roberts would do really good this weekend at the Red mm. Bull ring because it's like that, like his kind of track. Yeah. He's a Red Bull rider uh, by contract. And I was really expecting to see really strong things out of him, but he just wasn't his weekend, unfortunately. Well, we are hoping that these guys can continue. You know, if, if we look at what Joe Roberts has done just oh, yeah. last year, year before to where he is now, we maybe, you never know, we could get him into MotoGP, the highest level. So we will see. All right, guys, we're going to move on. We've got some questions from YouTube. Uh, let's check Facebook too, but yep. YouTube, uh, Andy P says hmm. he's going back to, uh, to IndyCar, but he says Malukas needed like five more laps. Yeah. And right. he said, but man, that he said the number two was on another stratosphere on those fresh uh, tires. Ask that Andy was... P how many drivers Zach's going to sign in the next few weeks. <laughs> oh. I think you just asked him. <laughs> Out. Out. <laughs> Did you hear what Pato Award said? <laughs> which, which statement? Oh my word. I tell you what, as a, as a, as a sign driver too, Zach Brown as McLaren, I, he was laughing at the formula one debacle and, uh, was quite happy to get on Twitter and say, Oh, I can't believe he's taken on all these drivers. Yeah. It's, it's, it's laughable. Yeah. Well, the, uh, but the, Hey, the joke was that he's doing it. So the other teams can't compete. That's it. He's going to have all the drivers. Wesman has a, a question for Adam. He says, Adam, do you think there will ever be an Andretti team in F1 one day? Aha. It, you know, the, it won't be for lack of effort. Uh, I can say that they're <laughs> they're trying very very hard to to make uh, Andretti Global a reality, and and obviously it's a, it needs to carry out the support of of the competitors and and the FIA, and that that's the only thing really standing in the way. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I we're all in favor of it. I know me as a carrying the namesake, it would be it'd be an honor to to have us on that scale and. Uh, I know Michael works really, really hard at it. We, we, I got to see him for just a moment in Nashville, and uh, honestly, we didn't even get to discuss anything about business. We were just really excited to see each other's family, and because uh, we don't get to see each other that often because of our schedules. But uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, keep keep your keep your eyes peeled. I know the support's there, and uh, keep showing that support because that goes a long way. Um, you know, with with that, and you know, I know there's plenty of support within that paddock too. If, uh, if they could break through the barriers that have been already uh, somewhat exposed, then I, I think we could see Andretti Global become a reality. I like the way you use that because we had a long discussion in last week's show about the power Every of what week. Mario said, which was the power of uh, of Toto Wolf and is it too much? And finally somebody said it but because he's quite happy to say, oh, Porsche and Audi, yeah. Oh, wait, are they German manufacturers? Um, we'd love no. to have them in, but I'm not so sure we need another, you know, another uh, American team, you know, it's, well, it, it shows they, you the power. And that's, and that's the difference is, you know, they're going to buy into existing teams and this is a whole, this is a whole new effort. And, and I, and they're trying to, I, I think that's being looked at differently, but, uh, but nonetheless, it's, uh, it, it, it should be taken with some seriousness. It would add depth to the field. It would be another area, you know, another, another two seats open for, for talented drivers. And, I think the bigger picture of it all is I, I think Christian Horner said it best is you have to really look at, at, at what would increase. It would bring more revenue to these teams to have 
and Andretti Global on the grid on the grid and and to have two more uh, you know exceptional talents out there representing World of Motorsport and and that's that's really what it's about and uh, if you if you look at it narrow minded then yeah you can make it look kind of ugly but if you open up your eyes to a broadened picture of it mm. um, really the ten teams that exist on the grid stand to gain a great deal from having an addition of Andretti Global. Adam, we've been saying that. I, I, yeah. How many times have I said I that, think, Les? Yeah, uh, I think there's every show since this. Yeah. Was... <laughs> I think there's a bit of intimidation that uh, I, the Andretti name brings with it. I, I to be honest, the problem yeah. is, and it goes all the way down to Gunter Steiner, is that the, this is not another Marussia. This is not yeah. another Caterham. They're going to come in and go, we need to be Alpine. We need to be third right off the bat. We need to be right up there. And I think that's absolutely. that's Michael's style. I mean, he doesn't go in to, to make up numbers, does he? Right. No, no, absolutely not. And and you know, and, and there's other there's been and this this discussion has really opened up a lot of wonderful areas of discussion for Formula One too, to discuss customer cars and mm-hmm. and things like that, that to where they can expand the grid even more. You know, it's something the Moto GP has done to great success, right? Yeah. You know, and in, in, in the customer bike program with 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 you see out there. I mean you have you have satellite teams in MotoGP that are seriously competitive, correct? And win- and winning races and winning multiple races and and that's uh, that's not something that we have uh, up there in, in Formula One and and it would just make it it would just you know again spread the wealth a little bit more and and make it more exciting. But you know there there is a man like Toto Wolf who's not used to being beat and uh, and has enjoyed quite a bit of success at the pointy end of the grid and and he struggled for the first time since he's been at his. Mm. uh you know at, at the at the helm of of um, mercedes amg and so i think a lot of that is him trying to hold on to what he's got going on there too it's a good point mm. it's funny yeah. uh, that analogy you make is if alpha Turi were beating red bull uh, every every weekend um you know it would be a big problem but if pramac win yeah <laughs> it's not a problem it's ducati winning <laughs> right well, right. let's transition. That's, that's the big difference. Yeah, let's transition to this this new story that came out that where Formula One has released a lot of details about the 2026 power unit, and it's really been a fascinating re- read. But the big thing, like I said at the top of the show, is that I'm worried because back a year and a half ago when they started talking about, as they say that in my theater class, play that out. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> you are wearing a salmon shirt. I am. So. Salmon. Some would okay. say pink. Uh, so I'm completely off track. Oh, yeah. I was talking about the 2026 <laughs> Formula One power unit. And I'm worried because, first of all, they said that the V6 is basically going to stay the same except become a lot less powerful, right? Right now, we're at 1,000 horsepower, roughly. They always say 1,000 plus. Yeah. Most of that is from the internal combustion V6. Well, in 26, they're going to have a 470 horsepower uh, battery uh, engine, actually, and it's amazing how small the engine is. I saw a graphic of it, and it's not very big, and it's 469 horsepower. So that means way less horsepower out of the engine. The engine's now down to, like, about the same, roughly 475 or 480. But they've removed the MGU-H, you know, the uh, on the turbo side. Right. So we're going to get less uh, throttle response. Now, you would you would say, Les, I know you, you're going to say, well, you don't need it because you've got a much bigger uh, electrical power, right? You got instant torque and all that. But what they're saying is that the because you're gonna ha- you're gonna be making less power from the motor, you're gonna get less sound. You may get less RPMs, yep. and no nothing new and no emotive at all. You know we were Formula E. We well, <laughs> hey, you know what? It's a lot closer to Formula E because they're talking about how the new. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that was coming. But no, it's going to be different. We're going to put cards in the wheels. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying that this is, I'm, I'm not, I'm worried about this. And let me just run down some of the things they say that are the big, the, the key points. They're saying it's going to be fully sustainable fuels, right? So that's good. That, that's great. That's fantastic. But you could run a 2000 horsepower V12 on sustainable fuels. So, uh, but we're going to have, like I said, more power, less internal, more electric power, less internal combustion. Uh, still a thousand horsepower, better safety. You know how they have the rules about when the mechanic can approach the car. They have all that stuff self-contained, the battery and the yeah. power unit well, and the good. electrical side. Like so all that. that's going to be good. Um, lower cost um, and some uh, standardized components like spec components, which I'm fine with that. 
I'm totally fine yeah, with that. Yeah, and that's going to that's going to yeah. tighten the field by by proxy in terms of having to spend the money. Um, because that's the problem with the smaller teams. They don't have as much yeah. as the bigger teams to spend money. So a combination of the cap and some, you know, like you say, uh, reasonable parts that are uniform yep. and also, you know, the ways of looking at not making it, because it's like building a rocket. I mean, you know, you, yeah. you, you add it from an item depending on what you do, but I think they should do exactly that. And the last of the, the items are the dino hours will be constrained. Uh, they talk about how... I don't know if I agree, I don't know if I really agree with this. And they said tougher challenge for the drivers because for one they say they're not going to have the throttle response because the right. MGUH is gone. But you got a 500 horsepower electric motor that has torque as soon as you touch the throttle. It'll be different. So we'll see. Bottom line is that they're saying F1 is committed to keeping more materials above ground. It targets environmentally responsible uh, a future. It's saying recycling option will be mandated for batteries. All these things. I'm all for all of that, but I wanted more emotive, and I'm just worried about that, sound. that it's going towards Formula E more. It's, it's moving that direction quite a bit. All righty. You know, a few years ago, yes, there was a racing company you know, put a platform out, and they actually piped audio sound Porsche. back into the... Porsche. Hmm. No, BMW. Audi. Audi. Verstung doch Technique. Now... Go full circle. Who's yeah. trying to get in here? Yeah, Porsche and Audi. Yeah, that was well. Uh, I mean, okay, wait I, a minute. Let him finish a the story. Okay. A little bit a more of a tidbit. Go on then. It was revealed that Porsche has bought fifty percent of Red Bull Technologies. Yes. Well, and yeah. so you've got all of these swirling, you know, slide knobs that are driving to another power unit coming to the like. grid. I'm English. Yeah, <laughs> coming to the power unit. Yeah, the powered unit coming to the grid, driving towards technology. I think Porsche was a big sway in pushing that direction as well as, you know, the, the environmental concerns. Porsche is extremely successful in that environment. Mm, the yeah. 918, 919. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, all of these. The point is this is that this is the all the things that F1 has done, these were on the Porsche Audi VW checklist. Yeah. So, in other words, yeah. have they customized this? For, for them for to come out. Adam, what do you think about all this? I, I, it cracks me up because Red Bull, right? I mean, it used to be Red Bull Infinity. And then it was <laughs> yeah. Red Bull Aston Martin. Yeah. And then it was Red Bull Honda. And now it's going to be, it sounds like Red Bull Porsche. Yeah. They can't um, make up their mind. You know, uh, Tag Hoyer or Tag, you know, I mean, all, all these things. I, I, I just think, you know, Christian Horner's pretty good at saying who's got the big checkbook right now that uh, wants to shell it out and uh, and we'll make the best of it. But uh, do you think he'll like do the same last... with the Spice Girls, uh, Horner? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's what I hear. Yeah. Ah. Sucks him in for a lifetime. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those deals where, uh, I think this is going to be a longer marriage, obviously, than what we've seen the other. The other were more commercial deals. This is a technical partnership. And, um, I mean, is, it, is there a better brand in no. cars, a better car brand to get involved with the motorsports than Porsche? I don't think so. I mean, no, and they right. just they, they take it to the next level and everything that they do. You can see, I mean... The, mm -hmm. In the LMDH program that, that they got going on with Penske, they were the first to have a car done, on track, testing it. And, I mean, I'm talking like six to eight months ago they were doing that. And, like, BMW and the, and their competitors just got on the track maybe a month or two ago. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and now you're trying to catch Penske and Porsche. Um, and now, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's what will scare a lot of, a lot of the powers of, of Formula One, too, is you're going to watch the power of Red Bull uh with you know the power of porsche it's going to be a pretty spectacular combination i think and uh you know i i just think that the rest of the paddock there is just begging adrian newey to retire yes yeah. <laughs> and go and join nasa well unless you and yeah. i have been we've been a big fan of porsche coming in yeah but i i've just worried all this about what they've done to if they're placating to porsche and audi to do this i i, I want more emotive here's Where's here's my what emotive? i want here's what i want out of it okay yes it's it's getting smaller there's bigger you know horse bigger displacement or bigger torque out of the engines but let's open up the exhaust let's let them run to 13.5 again yeah you know or I, higher yeah higher the better I I, I just think that what they've got to do, Formula One, for the future is be careful that they don't lose touch with what made them as important as they are as a sport, yep. which is 
production racing, uh, production cars. So in other words, we had a, a few years ago, we had a time where really there wasn't a lot of rev- relevance besides Ferrari in Formula One. Yes, you had engine manufacturers and you, uh, as oh, Adam point. just pointed out, you had, uh, you know, the, the, the emblem of Nissan or Aston Martin, but they were nowhere near uh, right. as, a, as an actual company. So I think this is this a good having, having Porsche and Audi as part of Formula One and having, um, you know, technology that is relatable because that's where Formula E have stolen a march. I don't like Formula E. I've said it all along. I'm not a fan, but they have got the manufacturer back up because that's the way the industry's going. Um, we're going to be driving electric cars. We are driving electric cars. The future is that way. And technology and Formula One have always been in line um, and they've got to maintain that. So these rules do show that they are making an effort to be, as promised, sustainable, um, you know, uh, a, a non-carbon fiber, carbon fiber, a non-carbon footprint as much as they can in a sport that's almost impossible to do so. What were you going to say, Adam? No, it's going to have a lot of carbon fiber. But no, <laughs> but actually, no, I, I, uh, I agree too. And, and, and my thing is here, I... I don't, it's Formula One to me. I, I, I look at it differently. I don't think it should be so constrained to this is the package. It's Formula One. And, and to move forward in a society with as many people we're going to have driving cars, we need to say alternative fuels. So I don't care if your Porsche want to come in all electric. You can come in all electric into Formula One. That's fine. But if you want to come in with a hybrid system, you can come in with a hybrid system. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. Here's the box you have to build in. And my, this would be my vision. And what I think would make it would be so great and so attractive is the box you build it in is just that, Johnny, the carbon footprint. You can only yeah. lay this kind of carbon footprint. You can only dig this much earth up to, to, to build the battery the, to run your electric car. You can only put this much you know, CO2 back into the planet, in, into the atmosphere. Uh, you know, when you when you were building that box, now all of a sudden we would get a huge advancement in all our automobiles and all our modes of transportation. But when we make them, everyone's got to build the same hybrid package. Mm. Everyone's got to build the same. There's no development. Uh, you know, yeah. No. It, it, to me, I think it's just very constrictive to some of the most creative minds on this planet that could advance us so much faster if they were given kind of a, a bigger box to play in. And and that's where I get kind of frustrated with our rules makers. And all of motorsports is we want to sit inside these smaller boxes when, you know, like the Indianapolis 500, that was what that was about. It was about innovation. You brought, I mean, the turbine cars, diesel mm. cars, oh, yeah. they had electric cars there at one point, believe it or not. Uh, you know, this is that it was all about innovation. And that went away as it started to be built inside a box. Now it's completely spec racing, except for you can pick a Honda or a Chevrolet engine. And uh, so I think me personally, I would like to see motorsports take a different, uh, more responsible approach towards our future and, and, and start being more relevant, like you said, Johnny Green. But the best way to be that way is to open up to all the alternative fuels. Let's see who builds the best, baddest package out there and who propels it the best. You know, I, you're absolutely right. I, I still think we've, I think the public wants right now their supercars to be hybrids. I think they want them to have internal combustion engines, but uh, like a 918 or a LaFerrari, the next generation right. of all that. I mean, you talk about, Adam, all the different ways to do it. What about that? What was it? A McMurtry at Goodwood, that fan car? I know that. But <laughs> yeah. we all got totally flipped out about that car because it was something different. And I think that if we did have the ability to say, all right, you, you can use batteries or you can use graphene supercapacitors. You can use whatever you want to use to make all that. But... Um, I got one other thing. It can't be the size of a new Ford F-150 like Lewis Hamilton's car. <laughs> yeah. You can't park those in downtown London. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to get right. a sneak a break in. When we come back, we're going to talk about the cool stuff that happened at Coda this week. You're listening to Sunday Night with Speed City. Back after this.
Motivation USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP-inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com. That's MotivationUSA.com. If you want to know where the path to Formula One and Indy begins, it's three simple letters. VRD. VRD Racing of Atlanta, Georgia are dedicated to nurturing young, single-seater drivers on their quest to the pinnacle of motorsport. Having just wrapped up the team's championship title in 2021 in the F4 US Championship, they also have programs in FR Americas, the all-new USF Juniors, and the road to Indy. VRD is the perfect environment for success. To join the team, drop them a DM on Instagram at Velocity underscore RD. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hi, this is Max Steppen, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, so Coda announced this week that they were putting a new grandstand, and for the first time, it's an infield grandstand. It's really cool. And they put tickets on, it was 6,000 seats, and it's on the, um, it's just between six and seven on the infield side first one in the infield yeah first time they've ever had a grandstand on the infield and they have six thousand seats they put them up for sale and they were averaging about 800 for a three-day pass uh maybe even more than maybe 850 and uh, no yes, kidding they sold out in a matter of hours <sighs> wow continued amazing momentum of formula one I, but- I would sit in the top right of that because you could look back and see the the back straight. Yeah. You could also have a great spot for the concert. <laughs> yeah, we're showing it on YouTube. So um, if anybody's. But also, that, but yeah. that is one of the best views because you're looking directly at them coming towards you, zigzagging through the essence oh, yeah. under the bridge. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're you're right, I mean, I wonder how much of you you could see the. Uh, clearly, you could see up turns 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 one, but what about twelve and stuff? You but, probably could, yeah. Yeah, if you're right at the hey, top. we had some good comments on uh, YouTube. Andy P replied, "Jonathan, he said, <laughs> I can answer Jonathan's question like this: I'm not driving for them. <laughs> I don't. I like the four of y'all. That's five down. Beyond that, no clue." <laughs> uh, Dixon Smith says, "I wish you just had a racing series where there's actually development of EV batteries. Mm. Um, it seems like it's always a stock battery pack. That well, basically, that's what I just that's said, true. Dixon." about graphene super uh, super capacitors that type of thing yeah uh thanks to old timer he threw us a buck for uh for just for just for that's six he's he's up yeah. now uh, down. <laughs> and jesse mesa says i'll be in the grandstand exclamation says after nine years of ga tickets it'll be my first ticket with uh with a seat for f1 he said it, it felt surreal getting a, a seated ticket to a sold out event thank you coda that's awesome that jesse. is awesome. nice Congratulations. And don't forget, they're also if every if you if, if all of you who have had had woes in the past are thinking, oh, but what about the traffic? Well, they're adjusting that too. Okay, I want to. Oh, one last thing before we leave the CODIS topic. Well, is, talk about that road, Elroy Road. Yeah. yeah, they have widened Elroy Road. Now, 
Have you been out less? Uh, not recently. Okay. They just opened it recently. Well, and you I know, didn't go that direction. Obviously, that's been one of the problems with CODA is trying to get, they're outside the city of Austin. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have the resources of the city to, you know, if it were in the middle of the city like Austin FC or whatever, they would be, they access would be created. Well, they've had to struggle to get access. We've all been stuck out in parking lots out there. Oh, but, yeah. Bless so, you. So they've added a... Uh, that is a, not how we do things in the city of Austin. <laughs> All right, okay. That's they've true. widened the road. It's five lanes now, where that was a two-lane road. Yep. So hopefully that could make a pretty dramatic impact, because it's it, a pretty good stretch of road. Could we do a drag strip? So it'll be just as wide as FMA 812 was, which is yeah. was the primary yes. exit yeah. off of uh, yeah. 130 and headed the, that from the west side of the property. All right, guys. I have a clip from Jimmy Fallon okay. that... If you haven't heard this, it's fan freaking tastic. Uh, what producer? What's the actress's name? Eve Hewson. And I don't know her, but she's gorgeous. But we're just going to play the audio of this. But she's talking about how during the pandemic she was stuck watching. Drive I, to I've, I've seen this. Okay, let's play this audio. It's great. There's a show on Netflix called Drive to Survive. During the pandemic, I didn't really do anything. Obviously, like everyone else. Yeah. But I watched this show and Drive now, to Survive? Drive to Survive on Netflix. It follows all the drivers, the Formula One drivers. I never cared about sports before, by the way. Um, and now I'm completely hooked. They're all gorgeous. Yeah. It's like it's like a boy band kind of thing. You follow their lives. <laughs> also, one of the team principals, the boss of Red Bull, is married to Jerry Horner, who's a Spice Girl. Oh, yeah, so Jerry. There's, there's something for everyone. Yeah. Um, and it's really fun. And so, actually, Brad Pitt is making a Formula One movie. Yeah. And I have the same manager as Brad Pitt, Flex. Okay, now we're, now we're getting so somewhere. Now I we're, was now at we're... dinner with my manager, and I was obviously talking about it. And she was like, oh, he's making a movie about it. And I was like, get Brad Pitt on the phone right now. <laughs> and she called him. She did. And I said, I will do anything in this movie. I will have one line. I will be in the pit crew. I will do whatever you want. Yeah. But I've got to be in this film. And, and I'm obsessed with Formula One, yeah. Obsessed. And he said, I'm such a fan. I watched Behind Her Eyes twice. You're in it, kid. What? <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you make stuff happen. Yeah. That's hustle, baby. Man, but but how many times has that story played out yeah. in, in the United States and elsewhere over yeah. the last well, two years? Ron Just, Howard, you know, honestly kind of started that yeah. in the most yeah. recent generation. And yeah. It was so much fun that he really entrenched himself in it to learn it. Uh, well, anyway, I had you know, to play that. NASCAR, NASCAR reaped a, a similar, you know, influx after a pretty famous movie called Days of Thunder hit there. Yeah. Yep. A really famous guy named Tom Cruise did that movie and. You know, that that all of a sudden, you know, then all of a sudden you had this young star of Jeff Gordon who had this, you know, kind of, you know, Tom Cruise-esque about him was all of a sudden in this limelight. So, uh, you know, I, I, I hope uh, Formula One fosters this growth uh, properly and, and does does the right things with it because, uh, you know, when you look at it is the, the, fa- the influx of fan base that we've received in Formula One. Mm. They're not the purest, right? They're they're not the pe- so you know they could be here today, gone tomorrow, and that's the only thing that makes me nervous about this influx of fans coming from a drive to survive. Is they really have to foster them to keep them involved and to keep them enriched in the sport, or else this could be unfortunately kind of a flash in the pan. The flash in the pans can last, you know, five, ten, fifteen, twenty years. I hope they get a good long life out of this. And Adam, all, this is exactly. This is exactly what we said last week about the Andretti Global F1. That's is what I said. I said, we need to keep them, keep all these new American fans, and an Andretti F1 team is the way to do it. That's what I said mm-hmm. last week on the show. Guys, we are out of time. You Adam Andretti. Gotta, you just got to hope that they don't do a soccer comedy show uh, <laughs> like with, America. with somebody like Jason Sudeikis or something like that, because that <laughs> would ruin Drive to Survive's popularity. Adam Andretti, thank you so much you for like coming Johnny. on, buddy. We, we really appreciate you coming on, and uh, best of luck in the rest of the Trans Am season, too. Thank you guys so much. I, I love your support, and, and thank you to the fans out there that tune in. We appreciate you, and uh, proud to be a part of the Speed City broadcast team always. And uh, anytime you want me back, 
uh, I'll make sure I make my Sunday available for you. All right. All right. Thanks, awesome, Thanks, Adam. All right. Talk to everybody next week. Formula One is back next week. Woo-hoo! Sunday morning. Ciao, y'all. Happy trails. Spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 